Fergal and Trevor are coming out to play. You're Trevor. You're Fergal. Our friendship never fades. Taylor made. Hello and welcome to Taylor Made, episode three. My name is Fergal, and with me, as always, is my co-host Trevor. Hi everyone. Nice to be back. Episode three. And what we're going to do this week? Well, what we're going to do this week, Trevor, is we're going to compare the two songs that share the same name in both of our uh, chosen artists' discographies. And that is, of course, Wildest Dreams, uh, a song released originally by Taylor Swift on the album 1989 in 2014, and also released by Iron Maiden on the Dance of Death album in 2003. Brilliant. Well, uh, first of all, should we have a look at some of the comments we got from last week's show? Yeah, I think you have a few lined up. Go on, fire ahead. Okay, yeah, so I had a message saying, you do poetry on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. Why aren't you doing poetry on this podcast? Is that Fergal's idea? So, well, maybe you should answer that. (laughs) No, it wasn't my idea, Um, Trevor. I want you to shine as brightly as you possibly can on this, which is your own platform, away from the constraints of Wayne. So if you want to do poetry, you can do poetry. Great. Well, maybe I will, but I haven't prepared anything this week. Um, so, yeah, maybe next week, if I get enough people complaining. Um, but, yeah, it's been a bit negative, the feedback. Uh, so you've not had anything? No, I didn't have anything directly to me, no. Oh, all right. Well, I had a few things uh, about you directed to me. But I feel bad for saying it, but listen to this. I had a message saying, it doesn't sound like your massive Taylor Swift stands, especially Fergal. So that's, that's, that's not good, is it? The way he's got that. From. I take take massive exception to that. Uh, who was that from? Oh, uh, oh, I can't say. You might know them. That makes it even worse. All right, but look, people are entitled to their opinions. Um, we should feature the good and the bad feedback on this podcast. You know, I think we're thick-skinned enough now. We've been around the block a few times. If people think that I'm not a massive Taylor Swift stan, I just say to you, well, you're categorically wrong. But anyway, that will show itself over time. We're only on episode three, so just give us a chance. That's all I'd say. Yeah, I mean, they go on to say, maybe you should stick to talking about mashed potato and trifle. But that was directed at both of us. That's similar to the feedback I get on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. So maybe it's not a bad thing. The mashed potato and trifle conversations are often the best parts of Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. So uh, I don't know. I take that. There's There's a compliment in there somewhere, I'd say. You could derive from that criticism. All right, great. That's that's comforting. Oh, so anyway, I notice you, you've got another drink, uh, as is tradition. What's that you got? I do, yeah. I'm drinking a Cazelle uh, lager. Uh, it's from oh. the Czech Republic. I first drank this back in 2007, when I was in the Czech Republic on holidays, and I noticed it in my local Centra recently. So uh, regular listens, listeners to Feck and Metal will know that Centra is a local convenience store chain in Ireland, and I have one about three minutes walk away from my house. So I saw it popping up there, and yeah, I said, yeah, I have to buy that, just for nostalgia reasons more than anything. That sounds good. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that shop either. Must be, is that just in Ireland? Never heard of it. Uh, it's in Northern Ireland as well, if you've ever been to Northern Ireland. Oh, right. You see it there. Sometimes it's good to have... Beers that remind you of things I, I like. Well, I don't know if I do like it, but Keo, that's from Cyprus. I remember a holiday there. But maybe we won't go into that because um, it's a, a podcast about music. But yeah, I've got Pop again, once again, representing the, the Pop Massive. And uh, yeah, this week I've got Dandelion and Burdock. What do you think of that? Well, that's kind of fancy, isn't it? Upmarket. Well, I don't know if it is really. It's just from the Milkman. 
All right, okay. But yeah, a nice, nice, nice glass, nice glass of dandelion and burdock, or D&B, we call it on the streets. Uh, that's a street name for it, is it? Mm. Is that not caught on over there? Uh, we don't have street names for pop in Ireland, really, but yeah, no, no, that's all right. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, once again, talking about drink, but it's a bit stereotypical of men on podcasts. But uh, anyway, let's move on to the podcast itself. Uh, yeah, Wildest Dreams then. So should we focus on Iron Maiden first or Taylor? Taylor Swift? Uh, Taylor Swift, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. The focus on Iron Maiden first, I suppose, because... Um, we probably are most familiar with Iron Maiden's version, seeing as it's been around a lot longer. Yeah, all right. So, looking at the lyrics at first glance, it's quite interesting because they're focusing on I, as in the me, uh, and maybe they don't do that so much. They, they say, shall I read them, or do you want to read them, the first three lines? No, go ahead, yeah. All right. So it says, I'm going to organise some changes in my life. I'm going to exercise the demons of my past. I'm going to take the car and hit the open road. Now, they could be Taylor Swift lyrics, couldn't they? They certainly could be Taylor Swift lyrics, but you know what they reminded me of? What? It reminded me of you breaking away from Wayne and starting your own podcast with me. And that's exactly what you did. You organised some changes in your life. You exercised demons of your past, you know, being under the watchful eye of Wayne, maybe being criticised a bit too heavily. And you took your car, metaphorically, of course, you hit the open road and you feel ready now. You just opened up and you went. And that's what's happened. So that's what it reminds me of. Oh, it's lovely. Quite touched. Yeah, I suppose it is. I hadn't thought of that. Um... So, yeah, I feel bad because I'm about to criticise the fourth line, but maybe I won't now if it's about <laughs> me. But, uh, yeah, I suppose it could be that. But it's nice because it is an emphasis on changes, and it says my life, but it doesn't mean Trevor's life, of course. But, yeah, you're right, it could do. But, yeah, I think that last um, that last line, well, I think all of it, the first bit, I didn't think it was about me, but Taylor Swift writes about difficult times or relationships, and that's the sort of thing mm. I think she might say. But that fourth line which you mentioned, where it says, I'm feeling ready to just open up and go. I don't think she'd do that. I think she'd have a better line. Because to say open up, after talking about the open road, I think it's a bit clumsy. Yeah, it is. It's repetitive and it's redundant almost to use the word open twice in a row and two lines in a row. Overall, I don't think those lyrics are very good. But when I was reading them, just in preparation for this episode, it did hit me that it might be um, quite similar to the path you've been on recently. Yeah, well, it's good that we chose this song, uh, apart from the obvious link. Maybe it does speak to me, because uh, I do like it. I think if he just said, I'm feeling ready to pack my bags and go, that would be better. I mean, that's not brilliant, but it's just a bit different. But, uh, I yeah. don't know, pack my bags could sound equally as clumsy, I think. I'm feeling ready to just pack my bags and go. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, same number of syllables, I think. But, uh, yeah, I just thought the open was too much. I mean, if I thought about it for longer, obviously, being a poet... I'd have come up with something great, but uh, yeah. I'm sure you would. But, sure you would. But I suppose they've got to be, you know, being repetitive in a single, that, that could be good, but yeah, I don't think in a verse it's as important. But um, interestingly, if you compare this with the Taylor Swift song, Wildest Dreams, her first line, uh, for first lines, it says, he said, let's get out of this town, drive out of the city, away from the crowds. It's almost like he's singing about the man in the Iron Maiden song. 
Yeah, I did notice the similarities between the two as well. And it seems to be people driving away from something that has held them back and moving towards something new. Although I think as the Taylor Swift song goes on, it takes a different turn, no pun intended. And uh, we'll talk about that obviously in a few minutes. Yeah, that's right. There's a man in this car. Well, he's looking to go somewhere a bit quieter. uh, And we learn he's in a love relationship with Taylor Swift. And she's in the car with him. Unlike the man in the Iron Maiden one, who's on his own. Like me, Trevor. Should we call him Trevor from now on? I suppose, yeah. Probably make it a bit easier for the listener. Yeah. So uh, that song's about Trevor in the car on his own. Did that help? Yeah. Okay. So in back back to Taylor, and she she thought heaven can't help her now. She says nothing lasts forever. So this is going to take her down. So she's aware that this isn't very very good. It's not a good thing. But she's going along with it. And remember last week we talked about that frame of mind, you know, like when she was 15 or 22, being drawn to captains of football teams. Um, but the clue's in the tense, because the lyrics are in the past tense, aren't they? Um, they, looking, they are indeed, yeah. She's, she's reflecting back on something, sorry. No, that's right, she, yeah. She is. And what's Trevor doing in, in, in the other song? Is he looking back? Should I ask, should I talk about myself in the third person? It's confusing. I think you've opened that can of worms now. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, so I think you're going to have to continue. (laughs) Okay, so, well, I didn't write it. I don't know what I'm doing. Steve (laughs) Steve Harris who wrote it. I think so, yeah. What does he know about my life? Nothing, really. Steve and Adrian wrote it, actually. So I'd say Adrian came up with the music, but Steve knows nothing of you. Uh, Except unless he's been listening to Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, but he might have been. Yeah, you never know. Uh, don't think he answered the emails, but uh, okay, yeah, so interesting. Um, but what's funny, because it sounds like she's wary, Taylor, this is the Taylor bit, not me, in the other song. Uh, she doesn't mind it, even though she knew it couldn't last, because she enjoyed that moment, and she wants this man to remember it, and her, and she wants him to see her, even if it's in her wildest dreams, and there's the hook. So, uh, yeah, so even though she knew it couldn't last, and it was fleeting, um, she wonders if he's thinking of her. Maybe like that girl you kissed in Crete. Maybe like her, yeah. Maybe indeed like her. Um, yeah, I think she's matured by this stage. You know, she is realistic enough to know now at this point of her life that not every single relationship is meant to last. And it seems like she's already decided that this is one of them. So she knows that she's not going to be around this bloke forever. And she's comfortable with that. She's also, she's she's made her peace with it. And it allows her to enjoy the moment a bit more, I think. Yeah, okay. Well, you're talking about Taylor Swift, aren't you? Not that girl. Yes, Taylor, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. That's good. So, yeah, in- so interesting. So, at the chorus, so that was Taylor. I've, I've jumped ahead there, really, with Taylor Swift's chorus. What about the Iron Maiden chorus about Trevor? So, it's, yeah, I'm on my way out on my own again. I'm on my way out on the road again. I suppose you could link the again to when you started writing your own poetry because that was you on your own on your own way, on your own path. Now you're doing something else, which is more of a shift into a different direction, which is starting your own podcast with me. Um, so yeah, you could you could say, again, that's linked to, not necessarily you specifically, but somebody who's made the same life choices as you. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And before we get to the chorus, I see there's, and I just feel I can be anything. Um, maybe I do feel like that now, like that freedom. Yeah, anything you might ever wish to be. Do you think all my wildest dreams come true? Is this your way of saying this? I mean, not in so many words, but... Well, I suppose it has opened some doors. 
So I thank you for that because you've got the equipment. I'm just a man on the phone to most people listening. But, you know, it, it was a joint thing, wasn't it? 50-50, we said in that first episode. Yeah, 60-40, yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah. Okay, well, that's Iron Maiden's chorus. So, I don't know. Let's just have a look. I remember when I first heard the Taylor Swift song, I thought she might be a ghost in it. Do you think that's possible? A ghost? Um, No, I don't think so, because she's speaking in the present tense. She's talking about how tall and handsome he is, how bad he is, and she can see this as it begins, and her one condition is, say, you'll remember me. I feel if she were a ghost, she'd be talking uh, in the past tense or in a reflective sense, looking back on something that's already happened, because a ghost, obviously, is somebody who's lived and died. So I don't get that impression from this. Yeah, okay, well, I can't see much about me in the Wildest Dream song by Taylor Swift. It talks about standing in a nice dress and red lips and rosy cheeks. And even when I dressed as a Centrinian for the school fancy dress, I I never looked like that. Yeah. So, I don't know, I can't relate to it. No, I mean, look, I can't relate to it either, but I can certainly relate to the idea that a relationship isn't going to last forever. So, And and so can you, I assume. I mean, back with uh, Pamela. Oh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning her name. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, you have to move on, don't we? But, yeah, those moments, maybe she does think of me. You know, maybe standing in my dungarees rather than a, a dress. But, uh, yeah, maybe she does think of those times when we used to have a bath together and eat porridge. But, you know, maybe she's moved on. She's doing that with other men now. Or, or a man. Not, I don't want to say she does that with lots of men. That's naughty, isn't it? Well, look... You know, Pamela's her own woman. She can do whatever she likes. Yeah, all right. Can we move on from Pamela? I won't mention that Creek girl again. All right, that's a deal. Okay. Um, so, obviously, both choruses mention wildest dreams. Iron Maidens is all about change and looking to do things you want rather than being held back. But So, yeah, it's about making the wildest dreams come true. But Taylor's mm. is, is different, isn't it? She wants to be in his wildest dreams. So it's not about that phrase. You know, the, the phrase, mm. what is it? Never in my wildest dreams. Have you ever used that? Probably not, I don't think. I don't think I've ever used that phrase. I, I, actually, it doesn't feature in the Iron Maiden chorus. It's more in, in the verse. Um, but Yeah, I think I've... I don't know if I've used it, but maybe other people have. You know, like, oh, never in my wildest dreams. Do I think I'd win the lottery? Or never in my wildest dreams did I believe there could be a podcast about Taylor Swift and Iron Maiden. And it'd be so amazing. Do you think people have said that lately? Maybe they have, you know, maybe they have. Um, especially with the couple of little hints that you've been dropping very subtly on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. Oh, yeah. Glad you noticed. wonder if anyone else has. Yeah, what about wild dreams yourself? So you don't, you don't use the phrase, but do you have any wild dreams? Yeah, maybe that your plans or or maybe even well maybe you don't talk about ones you have at night <laughs> I do have some pretty unusual dreams at night yeah but um, if you're talking about dreams in the sense of things that you think about happening to you that you would like to happen I think we've all had that one about the lottery but I usually get bogged down about how I'll divide the money amongst my family and I get really stressed by it and I kind of convince myself that I'd actually never like to win the lottery because it would cause more harm than good and it takes all the fun out of it then and I don't even do the lottery to begin with anyway so it's absolutely pointless thinking about winning the lottery and 
even more pointless about how I might divide money amongst my friends and family. So um, that's one of my wildest dreams, but I don't want it to ever happen to me because of the inevitable stress that would bring on to me. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think it's a bit like, you like computer games, don't you? It's a bit like having to cheat on. Well, you know, so what's the point of that? You just get what you want and there's no fun or, or maybe no challenge. I'm not sure, but then I suppose there is a challenge if you're rich because you've got to make decisions, like you said. So who knows? That's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly, yeah. Having a cheat on, that's a great analogy. So like when you put the cheat on in a video game, you don't feel like you've earned it and you're running around and you're invincible or you have all the weapons or whatever you have. And I think, yeah, winning the ladder would be like that. It'd be like having all weapons, invincibility cheat on in real life. I I feel like I don't think I'd ever uh, be able to reconcile my own self-worth with the idea that I just won Mm. millions of euro. Yeah, yeah. Well, talking of computer games, we'll be looking at the Iron Maiden video and the Taylor Swift video for this song in a bit. Um, But yeah, I I mentioned a dream, didn't I, in in a previous episode, that one I had when I opened a nightclub with a Katy Perry theme. Remember? Mm. (laughs) I do. So that was a good dream, although I think I was in my 20s then, but I still remember it. It's a good idea. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. And I, I might mention her later as well about the videos. Um, I've got I've, I've thought of a link, but yeah, I'll probably forget when I get there. Okay, well, let's look at... the. the they were both singles, weren't they? Um, which, which They were indeed, yeah. So I've, I've got a list of where they appeared in the, ch- in the charts. So what do you think did better in the UK chart? Iron Maiden or Taylor Swift? I have a vague recollection of that Iron Maiden song getting to number seven or something. I haven't looked this up, but I do remember seeing it on Top of the Pops back in the day. You can correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm going to say the Iron Maiden song might have done better than Taylor's original version, but maybe Taylor's, Taylor's version did a bit better than the Iron Maiden version, if you're following me. Yeah, well, that's a good guess, because Iron Maiden got to number six in the UK chart. Ah. So yeah, one out, that was really good. Um, and Taylor Swift, you might be surprised, she, she only got to number four too. So what, mm. what do you think of that? I'm not too surprised by that, because I think it was, uh, was it like a secondary single or like a later single from that album? It wasn't released around the time of the album. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Iron Maiden, that was the first single, the lead single for Dance of Death. But Taylor Swift, that was her fifth single from the 1989 album. So, yeah, yeah we'd already heard it, or, or stands. Uh, yeah, so, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. Sorry. I don't know you say it. I was going to say, I'll never forget uh, my brother walking into the bedroom when I was watching this in my upstairs, in my in my parents' bedroom upstairs, which had the extra telly, and uh, I knew Iron Maiden were going to be on top of the pops, and my brother walked in, and they were playing it, and I don't think it's a particularly good Iron Maiden song, and when he walked in, I got really embarrassed, and he just said, do you know what, Ferg, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all, and then he walked out. Oh, wow. Memory. So that's that's nearly 20 years old, isn't it? But in Ireland, you've got different charts. Do you know how the songs did in that chart? I don't actually know, but um, in Ireland, the charts often mirror the UK charts. They're often very similar, except in some unusual circumstances where a song, particularly dance songs, seem to do way better. Um, so I'm not certain how it did, although I could look it up here. Yeah. Sure. No, not? no, let me play a game so, with you. Don't look it up. That's cheating. That's, that's not winning the lottery, isn't it? Oh, do you have it there? Do you? Yeah, I've got it. I've done, I've done the research. Okay, let me guess then. Oh, go on. Okay, I'm going to guess it did a little worse in Ireland. I'm going to say it was like seven, number 17 or something. You sure we're not looking? I'm absolutely positive. I've got number 19. 
Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah, top twenty, but I, I did start typing it into Google there, but I actually hadn't brought up the page yet, so no, I wasn't looking. Uh, but Taylor Swift did a bit better. Got to number thirty-nine, so one place better in Ireland. So okay, but that, yeah. that, that doesn't mean you like him more than me. No. Do you know how Taylor's version did as a single uh, years later? Oh, that's that's tough. Um, I suppose it's tough anyway because when when she when she released. Uh, Wildest Dreams the, the chart was quite different with streaming and stuff and I suppose Taylor's version I've got no idea did, did it do better? probably did I'd, I don't know uh, I don't know yeah I'm not sure but that was interesting because when she released that everyone thought she was going to do the new album as in 1989 Taylor's version rather than release Midnight so that was an extra shock extra special for us a new album when we thought we'd get a Taylor's version yeah she didn't go the whole hog with the whole album she just kind of left it at that and moved on. Yeah. So I'm sure she'll go back to it after this tour. Okay, well, listen to this. Here's a coincidence about the Wildest Dream songs. Not just the fact they've got the same title. And people were probably excited by all the coincidences last week, even though no one commented on it. Iron Maiden released Wildest Dreams on the 1st of September. And Taylor Swift released it on August the 31st. So just one day difference. What do you think about that? That is quite a coincidence, and it's it's worth uh, commenting on, definitely, yeah. But yeah, that, that's yet another coincidence. Um, so you said you didn't like it then, the Iron Maiden one? No, I didn't like it. I was very disappointed by it. Um, so when I got into Iron Maiden, it was 2002, and the most recent album out was Brave New World, which I loved. Yeah. And I went to see them, a download uh, in 2003, and... They were playing this new song and Bruce was uh, telling everybody in the audience, oh, take out your MP3 players, record this, you know, put it on social media or social media didn't exist back then. But he was like, put it up on the Internet, etc., etc." And um, when I heard the song, I was like, just kind of a bit deflated. I didn't really like it. And then when the single was released shortly afterwards, I just thought it was weak, uh, kind of thin, mm-hmm. not particularly like if you look at the single they released from Brave New World it was The Wicker Man and then yeah. you look at this it was just like night and day yeah it's, it's a bit yeah like you say not much to it um, and yeah it's got a catchy chorus but the lyrics aren't great and if someone's too instant I get bored quickly so there wasn't much to grab me but uh, unlike Taylor yeah I, d- I didn't even think the chorus was that catchy it was like four words I'm on my way it, do you know what it sounds like a, a discarded Blaze Bailey song like Wayne was covering a while back on um, Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast those Blaze Bailey B-sides it sounded like something like that yeah, and yeah. part of me wonders if it was something that was I don't know Steve has a writing credit on it is it something that was left over from something else from some other time and he was just like alright we'll, we'll bloody well do this one then yeah it's not great I, I don't know it's a funny album Dance of Death but uh, yeah I think the Taylor Swift single I prefer, but we'll, maybe we'll come to that in comparisons later. But I think it's got more to it. But also, I like it because it's not as instant as her other singles. I actually prefer this as a single for Taylor Swift than maybe Shake It Off and Bad Blood from that album, which might be controversial. Actually, I don't think it is, because I said it, so it's all right. Yeah, I, I know what you're getting at. Um, it doesn't have that instant pop, sugary, syrupy kind of chorus to it. It takes a few listens to get into it. And yeah. that makes it all the better because it rewards repeated listening rather than giving you everything on the first listen and then there's nothing to discover then when you listen to it another time. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, 
Okay, let's uh, should we look at the videos then. I did mention the computer game thing. Oh yeah. Uh, and Iron Maiden. Uh, it was I don't know what you called it. Not CGI. Sort of PlayStation I don't know what One. Style graphics. I, I felt like the graphics for this were bad even for the time. Um, I mean, I know they didn't have video game developers at their disposal, or maybe they did, but I thought, yeah, the graphics for this were quite poor and off-putting, I'd say, more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not aged well. I don't remember it so well at the time. I mean, you would have had it at the time. You'd have seen it, whether on top of the pops or on a DVD single. But compared to well, the writing on the wall, yeah, it's ridiculous. The Top of the Pops was actually a live performance, or as live as you're going to get on Top of the Pops, I don't know, but Bruce seems to be singing live on it anyway. Um, but no, they didn't show the video. I did go out and buy the DVD single of the video, and I remember being borderline disgusted at the video. Wow. Um, I, <laughs> now, in fairness, uh, I, I should have known better because I think Visions of the Beast had already been out by that time, and I, I knew well that Iron Maiden videos weren't particularly good but um yeah this was just poor and it didn't deserve repeated watches uh, or repeated listens actually the, the whole thing was just a disappointment yeah it, it, it's an interesting idea though if maybe i mean there is the iron maiden game legacy of the beast which i've never played but maybe if there was a mario kart type game with the, the band and maybe some other characters maybe that'd be fun but a bit late for it now isn't it but maybe back then i'd have enjoyed it yeah, although they didn't have the luxury of mobile apps back then, so they would have actually had to release a video game on one of the big platforms like PlayStation or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I can see what you're getting at. You know, they're, they're driving like souped up drag cars around the track. You can play as Bruce or Nico or Adrian or whatever. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't understand this video at all. Like, I mean, you see Bruce in a cloak. There's car parts whirling all around all of a sudden the car comes together they're driving these like souped up drag cars like i said into a tunnel all of a sudden they drive into eddie's mouth then a snake starts chasing them it's there's no coherence to it whatsoever or cohesion um unlike the taylor swift video which is a very straightforward story and easy to follow that's very good isn't it but going back to the original comments about the i maiden song um and if, if it was about me do you think i'd be driving around like that in, in a snake with a snake chasing me into a mouth i can't see that happening what's that got to do with the song is it just i'm on my way driving away it's so obscure and bizarre i can't imagine anyone ever finding themselves in that situation mm. that's what makes the video so off-putting it's like otherworldly uh, one thing i did notice is that like it seems to start maybe possibly in a desert scene like the taylor swift video does yeah uh, but then it looks like a dystopian future when you have a few more frames um, and then there's a lot of bats and then you're like oh what's going on here lads like you know it's it's there's just no rhyme or reason to any of it i can't make any sense of it at all head nor tails of it I can't make head nor tails of it yeah, oh, that's disappointing. Um, well, so we'll look at the Taylor Swift video. But first, we've had another message from Dennis Stratton. Oh, brilliant. Let's have a listen. Hello, Trevor. Dennis Stratton here. I was quite confused hearing my voice on the last episode. I wondered maybe it would be better if I had a theme tune, like I do on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. Maybe you could make that one a bit more country, with a banjo or something. Maybe get thinking... It was interesting to hear that Taylor Swift copied Iron Maiden by mentioning a pickup truck on her first album. And all those links you came up with, oh, so many. I wasn't so keen on that mashup, though. Maybe you should do an Iron Maiden song from the first album, 
which had me on it, of course. You didn't ask me, but I was 15 in 1967. A great year for music, maybe the best. But your podcast is helping me to realize that modern music is better than I thought. I've been looking on eBay for more of Taylor Swift's albums, but I keep getting outbid at the last minute. So I end up buying Lego or DVD box sets of Midsummer Murders. It's quite addictive, eBay and Midsummer Murders. Anyway, great listening to you. Take care, Dennis. Right, so let's look at the Taylor Swift video then. So, Hold on a yeah. second now. I mean, Dennis could have had the courtesy to uh, reference me there. Yeah. It's like you're doing this podcast on your own. I mean, like, who would reference somebody, just talk to somebody, as if they're doing a podcast on their own, where there's clearly another participant? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I can't control it. I'm sorry. Sorry yeah. I feel that way. I mean, but... I can't think of any other instance where that's happened, but uh, it, it's a bit frustrating now on my end now that he's not actually acknowledging me, but anyway. All right, well, I can't... Yeah, what can I do? I can't apologise on his behalf. But, yeah, maybe... Maybe next week. Well, maybe he won't be in touch. You know, it's, it's unpredictable. What's he on about? A theme tune? Yeah, what, I can't just create a theme mm. tune for him. Mm. Well, look, well, maybe he'll hear this and, you know, he'll, he'll acknowledge me the next time. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, moving on. Right, yeah. So the Taylor Swift video then. So you said that was a bit more, I can't remember what you said. You didn't say straightforward, but uh, maybe more... You said co- coherent, uh, uh, yeah. I said. Okay. Um, I'm, I mean... Sorry, do you want to talk about it first and then I'll, I'll ch- chime in with my opinion? Can do. I mean, I like this video. Um, I like the vibe. Uh, you've got sort of retro feel, a film set from the past. And she's got brunette hair. And that's different. Mm. I quite like that in an aesthetic way. Um, and there's all sorts. She's, it's like a, she's shooting a film and then she has like an on-screen romance, doesn't she? with the actor, mm. so that's what the lyrics relate to, although I didn't think it was about this when I first heard the song, but you know, the, the video might influence you, but uh, yeah, she, she's there with, with a brunette hair, and she's sometimes sitting with a lion and a giraffe in the background, it's like a safari, and uh, it reminds me of Katy Perry's video for Roar, do you remember it? Oh yeah, I'm going to hear your roar. That's it, and she's got a tiger in that video. All sorts of animals in the jungle. But, yeah. yeah, the man gets killed off early in that one, which I approve of. But in this one, yeah, it, it, it's sad at the end, isn't it? I think it is sad, but do you know what? I think the film set was like a metaphor for two people playing parts in a relationship. Oh. Uh, so she's an actress, he's an actor. They're both playing their part. Uh, because, like you said, the song lyrics don't give away anything to do with it being about a film or acting or a film set. Um, but I think that was the backdrop of the situation that she was in, where they're both just playing a part. They know it's going to end, um, and you see the, you know, the chalkboard doing the take kind of thing early on in the in the video where she says something like coming to an end and I think it's just a double meaning there are two people playing parts and like you see them later at a cliff with a waterfall going over it is there love falling off a cliff is that what that means oh, um, yeah. and then you see them in a bedroom scene but it's a scene very much on a film set then there's argy bargy on the set they're arguing with one another uh, and you're like is it two actors arguing with one another is it them arguing with one another in real life and I think it's just the whole thing is just a metaphor for the ups and downs of a relationship and two people playing parts in a relationship that is going to come to a natural end like a film does of course oh right yeah well that's, that's a good analysis I mean I, I got it as you know they're, they're having this romance in a 
unusual setting, away from their normal life. And then, you know, when they come away from it, they hope to recapture those times. A bit like a holiday romance, uh, but not in your case, in Crete. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. You, hey, hey, you said you wouldn't mention that again. Yeah, all right, sorry. Um, yeah, but I, well, we've, we've all had other, maybe more successful holiday romances. Although, what I can think of isn't that successful. Because um, I was 14. It was at Haven, which is like a Butlins. It's a rubbish Butlins, not even as good as Butlins. And I remember being in... Like Mosney in Ireland. Maybe, yeah, possibly. But yeah, I remember being in one of the clubs, and it was obviously a club for kids as well. And there was a a nice girl standing near me, and I was on my own. I don't know where my parents were, probably at the bar or something. And I started talking to her. Um, I think I criticised the house band for not playing Iron Maiden. But uh, mm. she, she didn't seem interested in this, surprisingly. But then I asked her if she wanted a drink, because I thought that's what you did to girls, because I, I only got information like this off soap operas, and you'd say, can I get you a drink? Yeah. Um, but I was worried, because if she said yes, and she wanted a martini, then I wasn't going to get served, was I? 14-year-old Trevor. No. But luckily she didn't want a drink. Uh, that's not the anecdote. Well, I suppose it is, but when I got talking properly, I don't know what we said then, but I was quite annoyed because she was only 10, and that sounds strange, doesn't it, me talking about it now, but I was 14, so and she looked a bit older. But, yeah, we exchanged addresses, and I wrote her a letter, um, but that was it. That, I don't know if that was a romance. Yeah, I mean, look, it doesn't matter that she was 10 and you were 14. I have a six-year age gap in my relationship now. Uh, so it's all right. It's all good. Nothing, no, no harm done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I've revealed that. I think that's the strength of you listening. I can reveal things like that. Probably couldn't mention it on Wayne's I Maiden podcast. No, he probably would have shushed you long before the reveal. Yeah. So, yeah, I can really live my life like in the wildest dreams. That's great. I'm, next time I hear that song, I'm going to love it even more. So I'm going to think it's about me. I might run around and say, I'm Trevor with my wildest dreams. Well, if if Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast gets to that point, I hope that you bring all of this up. Yeah, maybe. That's what Taylor Swift can do to you. Bring back those memories of Haven and girls that don't drink martini. Absolutely. I did I did notice one other thing about the Taylor Swift video as well though. So oh, yeah. towards the end, um she's gone to the film premiere. Yeah. Premiere. Premiere. And um it looks like she might be regretful about what happened. Uh she looks over at the guy in question, she sees him with another woman. Eventually he runs after her. So did they want different things? Does she regret the fact that the relationship broke up early? Uh, earlier on, she seemed confident, almost to the point of cockiness, that yeah, we're in a relationship, but we're gonna let le- it's gonna end. You know, these things always do. But then later on in the video of the song, uh, she seems to be kind of rueful of the fact that the relationship ended so early. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose uh, yeah. It's like I want the one I can't have. Uh, there, Smith, exactly. Smith's reference for you. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe that made made her all the more interested. Typical, isn't it? It is typical, yeah, absolutely. uh, I like like the video. Me too. Actually, I noticed at the end as well, it said that the proceeds are going to be donated to Wild Animal Conservation Funds. I didn't see any similar blurb at the end of the Iron Maiden video. No. Uh, So, there you go. But yeah, it's it's a... Well, I, I think it's quite a panoramic video, that the Taylor Swift one. Um, I think that suits the song, gives it 
almost like yeah, extra stereo somehow, um, a bit more vast sound. Whereas Iron Maiden, despite it probably seeming like it should be futuristic, it just makes it sound a bit dated and more retro somehow. But uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I think the Taylor Swift video added to the song, whereas I feel the Iron Maiden video detracted from an already poor song. Yeah. All right. Well, we've sort of hinted at what which one we might prefer, but should we should we grade them? Uh, maybe in a new feature. Okay. On Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, I, I sometimes do top trumps. Do you know what top trumps are? I do indeed. Yeah, I used to play them as a, a young fella. Oh, good. Well, maybe if we rank both songs in four, maybe four or five categories, then we can work out which one's the best. All right. Okay. So. What do you think of Iron Maiden's song out of 10? I'd probably give it a 5 out of 10. 5? Oh, I've given it 6.5. Are we using half increments as well? Yeah, do you want to upgrade? 5.5 or, or 5? You're sticking with it? Is it just half or is it like 0.25 or what is it? You, you need to set out the rules in advance. Oh, that'd be silly. No, it's just halves or, or full numbers. But then, like, if you're if you're if you're writing it if you're writing it out of ten and you're using half increments, why not just write it out of twenty and use full numbers? Well, that's hard. Actually, yeah, it could do twenty, and then we could do a percentage if if we've got five categories. That's good. Oh, look, we'll stick with half. Sorry, we, you, no, you've already established it. Sorry, I'm just being, I'm being pedantic. No, no, we could do percentages. Oh, come on! What 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 are we doing? We do tens or twenties. No, look, go back to 10. Sorry, that was me. Sorry, I, I threw us off course there. Go back to 10s, and you can use half increments. Don't mind me. All right, well, I'd have to do some math, wouldn't I? I can work it out, though. So, you're sticking with five for the song? Five out of 10, yeah. All right. What about Taylor Swift? Well, seeing as we're using halves, I'll give it seven and a half out of 10. Well, I've got higher again. Eight and a half, I've gone for. Yeah, All right. thought you might react to that, but yeah. Eight and a half, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's in the same ballpark as seven and a half, really. Well, not if we were doing it at 20, because then it'd be 15 and 17. I think 15's, you know, B minus, and, and then... Right, let, that's, let, 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 let's not confuse the listener now. <laughs> and also bring in school writing as well, because there's too many different things floating about here. So back to just out of 10. Okay, so I've given it seven and a half, you've given it eight and a half. All right. Just thought, it's not even top trumps really, is it now? Because I'm beating you, because my scores are higher, but that doesn't work. It's not like we're holding cards, so maybe this doesn't work. Hold on, no, no. Firstly, we haven't even finished the categories. Secondly, we haven't even revealed what the categories are to the listener. And thirdly, who says who's beating who? Whom? Let's go. No, look, we'll go back to out of ten. You can use your half increments, it's fine. We'll go back to that. Forget I said anything. I was using half increments. You said seven oh, and no, a half. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah, go back to it. It's fine. Forget I said anything. Okay, so that song then. I've got your rankings. I've written them down. I'm doing a spreadsheet uh, like you do. Good. So what you do for a living? Spreadsheets, listening to Taylor Swift. Uh, I do spreadsheets on occasion, but um, I don't listen to Taylor Swift for a living. Oh, Unless dear. you're going to start paying me, eh? Well, yeah. Uh, Oh, anyway, let's move on. Right, that was the song. Now the video. How would you rate that out of 10? Okay, so I'm going to give... Who are we going with first? Uh, Iron Maiden? Or? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Okay, please. I'm going to give that a 5 out of 10 as well. 
five. I've given it seven and a half. I've been generous. I've put it in context of the time. Mm. Even even at the time, I didn't like that video at all. So, I mean, like, okay. they could have just done a live action video and had some storyline going on, but they chose this kind of animation, computerized animation thing, and it didn't work very well. So, no, I'm, I'm sticking with my five. Okay. I'll accept it. That's all I can do. Uh, Taylor Swift's video. Actually, did I give you my ranking? Yeah, I did. Seven and a half I gave it. Uh, Taylor Swift, I, then now. I give this a nine out of ten. Whoa, nine? Yep. So, if, if I was competitive and I thought it was really top trumps, I could change my score, couldn't I, to beat you? Well, who's playing who? Well, I don't know. I don't know anymore. But... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, my Taylor Swift video ranking was eight and a half, so you, you, you think it's better than I do. And although your analysis was good, so yeah, you, you obviously got a lot out of it, and I agree with that. But anyway, I do, because, do you know, it, it reminds me of an old music video from the 1990s where people really cared about music videos, and they told a storyline, and you kind of had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and there were, like, actors. In this case, Taylor Swift is one of the actors, whatever, but, like, you can tell somebody drew up a storyboard and put this together piece by piece and they filmed it like almost like it was a film even though like that's kind of a coincidence because it's set on a film set but I, I felt this they really put a lot of effort into this so that's why I give it a 9 yeah it's good I mean in fairness after talking about it I want to go and watch it now and that's, that's a good sign isn't it whereas yeah. I made and maybe not so much alright so that's video so uh, yeah interesting uh, next, I've just gone for music. So forget the vocals, the words, just the music feel. Um, what do you think of that for Iron Maiden? Uh, Iron Maiden, I think it's really basic. It sounds like something off No Prayer for the Dying. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. Using halves then? Well, I am now because you introduced them, so yeah. All right. I've given it a 7. I've stopped using halves. Not because you've started. I've got seven. What? Why doesn't that surprise me? What do you mean? Nothing. Sorry, go on. Well, because well, I've won again. Got a higher score. I don't, think I don't understand how you've won, but anyway, I'm not, like, I don't, yeah, continue. Go on, go on. All right, yeah. Taylor Swift's music. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, if you're saying you won and I won, whoever gives their score second can just give a higher score and then they can win. So is that the way we're playing it? Or are we going to rank the overall score of Iron Maiden versus the overall score of Taylor Swift? Yeah, well, it's just compare the two. So see if Taylor beats Iron Maiden. Not me beating you, but we could do that as well. Yeah, but or I don't think see. we can, based on what I just said. Anyway, come on. okay, so what are we ranking next? Well, we could. We could see who likes... I made him more than the other person. Not generally, just this song. Okay. So anyway, yeah, what do you think of the music in the Taylor Swift song? Yeah, I think it's pretty decent pop music. Um, I'd give it about a seven and a half out of ten. Well, that's interesting. That's exactly what I've given it. So yeah, we both agree seven and a half, but we both think it's better than I Maiden's music. That's quite a surprise. It is and it isn't. I mean, it's, well, a, it, it's two a... heavy metal fans. Yeah, I mean, it's an overall better song, I reckon. I, I don't mind that it's not a heavy metal song. I can look at music and determine whether or not I think a pop song is better than an Iron Maiden song. There's plenty of Iron Maiden songs that aren't that good. I won't say plenty. There might be 10 to 15 Iron Maiden songs that aren't really that good. Yeah. 
Well, I've got another category, but maybe you can't rank this because I've called it Trevor's Vibe. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Go on. I suppose it's just my gut instinct when I see the song and say, yeah, that's 5 out of 10 or 6 out of 10. Yeah, without breaking it up into song, video, music or other elements. Just the general mm. instinct. So, should I tell you what my Trevor's vibe is for each song? Maybe I can add yeah, that please. to the score. Yeah, okay. Yeah, please do, yeah. Right, well, Iron Maiden is 7. And Taylor Swift is 8.5. All right then, okay. Trevor's vibe, yeah. All right. So, so do you want to do a Fergal's vibe? I was actually thinking something more like a Fergal's feel, actually. Not a vibe? Uh, no, I don't really connect with the word vibe. I connect more with the word feel. Okay. I, like I feel vibe. more of a vibe with the word feel. But hang on, if you, you don't like the word vibe, you can't use it in a sentence. Anyway, so Fergal's feel for Iron Maiden, I think, is probably going to be... 6 out of 10 and I'd say for Taylor Swift I'm going to say 7.5 out of 10 or 7.75 you can't have a vibe of 7.75 oh we can't sorry okay so 7.5 out of 10 that's okay so you've, that's, that's interesting do you want to add your scores up I bet you haven't made yeah if you could yeah, I'd appreciate that yeah alright yeah Iron Maiden has got 22.5 and I gave it 28. Okay. And then Taylor Swift, you've got 31 and a half. That's quite a big difference. I gave it 34. So we both like Taylor Swift's wildest dreams more than Iron Maiden's wildest dreams. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd like Taylor Swift more than Iron Maiden. Okay. Well, that might surprise the listeners. It might do, the listener, yeah. It might surprise the listener indeed. So yeah, I don't know, what, what's that prove? Probably, well, I, just, I suppose it just reinforces what we've been saying through the whole episode. I mean, I don't know if it's proven anything. We've compared a good Taylor Swift song against a poor Iron Maiden song simply because they shared the same name. Okay, shall I ask you a question? Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it, Trevor. This is where I ask you a question from a Taylor Swift lyric, as you know by now. So. Oh yeah, go ahead, yeah. Yeah. So have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years? Uh, well, do you know what? It feels closer to 20 years. I mean, I've been listening yeah. to you on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast for about three years now. Yeah. Um, or more, I suppose. And uh, yeah, but it feels closer to 20 years. Um, That's nice. Especially after episodes like this, but no, yeah, no, you do. Uh, what? Uh, it feels closer to twenty years, actually. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. It's quite a spectrum, isn't it? Twenty seconds or twenty years? I can't remember what. Yeah, the I'd say definitely closer to twenty years. I think that's good. It's hard to know, isn't it? When when you're starting a new job and people say, "Oh, it feels like you've been here forever." I don't mm. know if that's a, a good thing or or, or not. Yeah. Uh, I feel the yeah. same here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. So, yeah. Okay, well, we're winding down the episode now. So, maybe we'll do another one of them mashups. What should we do this week? Well, um, we found that there were similarities between the song Aces High by Iron Maiden and Ready For It by Taylor Swift. So, here's our version of 
Aces High versus Ready For It. Great. Next week, we're going to look at the comparisons between Taylor Swift and Steve Harris, both the leaders of their respective careers. So there is a lot of similarities. There's a lot of differences. So there's a lot to discuss about that. Yes, look forward to that. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Bye, everyone. All right. Goodbye. See you next time. Our friendship never fades, Taylor made.